Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I am recording. Okay, let me. Uh, am I? Am I on speaker? I'm making noise. Okay. <laughs> That's your pimp call. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> and then new they year, fly. New year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's fucking do this. In three, two, one. What are you doing? Testies in my mouth. Get on the ground, you fucking pledge. Ew. Greatest podcast experience of your life. This is the Frat Chat Podcast. All young men like three things. Featuring Carlos Garcia and Chris Moore. And what's up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of season two of the Frat Chat Podcast. How's it going, Mr. Mo? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I've missed you so much. I know, and even though we are far apart, it feels like we're back together. And I like this. Yeah. I have a massive erection right now, and it may or may not have anything Oh, nice. I'm so excited for you. That's <laughs> what I call a sticky situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm familiar. <laughs> so, so what's up, man? How, how's quarantine been treating you? I, I just did some um, uh, some self tanner because uh, you weren't allowed to go outside, you know. So I, I got some um, self tanner and I put it on before I went to bed. You put it on before you go yeah, to bed? What? Because I thought, you know, I'll wake I'll wake up with this like sun kissed tan and then uh, I let's just have to buy new pillowcases. <laughs> it looks like I shat all over my fucking sheets, dude. <laughs> Do you think that's what Donald Trump's bed sheets look like every morning? Maybe, but what a gay fail. (laughs) Yikes. Um, how have you been? How, oh, cause you, you've been quarantined with the lady. You got, you just moved in together. I know. (laughs) Literally like way to, way to put us to the test. I mean, at first I'm not, I don't know if this has happened to you. Oh wait, but you haven't been quarantined with boo boo, but we, we were fighting at first about like the dumbest shit. And I, I don't know if it's just like like I've changed, you know. Like I used to be more like a like a puppy dog, like all friendly, like jumping around, What's up, you know, like you need be to be loved. <laughs> <laughs> and now now I feel like I'm like a cat. I'm like like fuck you. Okay. I feel like now we're now we're pretty good, you know. Once we once once I accepted my territory has been invaded, things moving on. <laughs> do, do you guys fight over the remote control? Like who's watching what? Nah, we're actually pretty good on that stuff. I will say, like for the most part, we like watching the same kind of stuff together. And I'm able to hang out in my room or in our room, and she hangs out in the living room or something. And we split up time. So if there's any particular things that I like to watch on my own, I can, you know, yeah. and vice versa. So we're trying to make sure that we're not up each other's asses because that's how the fighting starts. <laughs> so you're not you supposed know, I, to be with a couple like like 24 7 like that you know what i mean for months and months and months at a time like usually you have right. work you have like some kind of separation where you're allowed to like start missing each other it's like after a while it's like all right all right too much we need a break i i did quarantine with boo boo for uh a little while 
So I was in LA and when I came back, I wanted to quarantine at home for like two to three weeks just to make sure that everything was okay before I went to his house. And so I was at his house for three weeks and then I came back to my apartment because technically my my job is, is essential. So we, we got back into work. I've been back at work for a few weeks now. Oh, so, wow. But I will tell you that, you know, quarantine, you know, boo-boo is so relaxed. Um, but one of my biggest pet peeves is if we're going to watch a show <laughs> that he wants to watch, that I'm like, eh, I mean, I'll watch it because he wants to. But if he falls asleep, like, at the beginning of it and won't let me change the station because he's quote-unquote watching it, that, like, infuriates oh, me. Oh, dude, like, I do that. But but usually awful. it's something that we're both watching, and I'm like, no, no, because no. my, my thing is I like to fall asleep to the TV on, and she is a TV off type person. You know what I mean? So I know yeah. for a fact that if I say I'm asleep, she's going to turn that shit off, and then I'm stuck in, like, eternal darkness in my own thoughts. I love Echo Pack. God, they're so awesome. But yeah. we've been settling on the Google Home has – you can set up like a bedtime routine on it too, and essentially, okay. like you say, "Hey Google, say, uh, start bedtime routine," and it asks you to set an alarm, and you can pick a bunch of different things. But then you can play, you can have it play like bedtime noises to help you fall asleep. And we settled on a nice, cool, smooth, breezy ocean sound. So you hear oh, like you hear like nice. a nice crashing wave sound. It's like oh, I like it. I like it. It's pretty. Sp- and then you pee the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been having these crazy okay. dreams about being stuck in the ocean, and I couldn't remember why, and I didn't realize. It's like, oh, no shit, I've been listening to ocean sounds for two weeks, and it's literally, yeah, like, I had a dream last night that the shark was after me. It was not cool. So, I don't know, maybe I need you know, a break. I've had this reoccurring nightmare that I'm about to go on stage um, for theater. This isn't stand-up. This is, like, old-school Chris with this old theater company, and I can't remember my first line. Old School Chris loves his theater company. One day, Old School Chris was about to hit the stage. Until Old School Chris realized one thing. He's a loser. Watch Old Chris become new Chris in Old School Chris. Rated PG-13. This isn't stand-up, it's theater, stupid. Coming in fall of 2020. And I'm panicked, and I'm like, "Does anyone have the script?" I'm, I, I don't know what my first line is, and everyone's like, "You got this," and I was like, "I don't." Oh. <laughs> and then, like, I, once they push me out on stage, I wake up, like in a sheer panic. I've, I've been there, and that fucking sucked. But maybe it's like a weird way of like telling you, like, the world's gonna be okay soon, and you gotta, you gotta get ready. Because stand-up is coming back. You know, maybe. Now, when now when they said, you know, when, when the quarantine started, you know, someone ate bat soup and then we all got fucked over, you know. So they said, they said, uh, you can't leave your house. And then they said, we might not get uh, a vaccine until, you know, October at the earliest. What were your thoughts? Oh, man. Well... The thing is, like, with vaccines, you know that it takes, like, usually about, like, 18 months or so for them to, you know, get tested and all this stuff. So that was in the back of my head already. And with that being said, I was more so worried about uh, short-term versus long-term type of things. You know what I mean? It's like, whoa, what the fuck's going to happen in the next three weeks versus what's going to happen in the next six months? 
you know, I figured long term we're all gonna be okay. We always figure out a way to pull it together. But I was like, in the short term, I was like, mm, this is looking rough, my friend. Like, <laughs> but then obviously, it was just also blown that I had so many shows get canceled. You know? How about you? I was actually when this all started to go down. Like, I knew that it was pretty bad from the get go. But I also remember that you know a couple of years ago we had what was it called SARS, and then there was MERS, and but it never really got that out of control. So I just, I guess, I assumed that this would blow over and it wouldn't really affect the world as it did. Um, but I, I work for a company um, called Mascot, and we we sell eyewear, and we have a new shop over in LA. So they sent me out to LA, and I was excited because um, I was there for ten days, and I took advantage of it. I, I reached out to a bunch of people and I was getting booked on shows and I had some meetings lined up for our sitcom and I was really excited to meet with some, not just literary managers, but also um, producers that were interested in our project. Right. And uh, as soon as I got to LA, um, shit hit the fan. Every comedy club shut down. Right. Every every like little bar show I had booked um, closed. You know, the bars closed. Um, so it was such a wasted trip. I mean, that's uh, such a bummer too. I mean, such a bummer. It's a bummer, but you know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm healthy and my family's healthy. And so, you know, I really shouldn't complain, but coming back from LA and I was thinking the last place I want to be is a fucking airport. God oh, damn yeah. it. And no one in the TSA line is practicing social distancing. Everyone's pushing and shoving. They're, everyone's right. like, Especially at no that first point, to too, when it was chaos in, in the airport. Yeah, and, and, and no one had a mask on. And it, they weren't wiping down the little containers that you put your shoes and stuff in. And, and people were just, sick. Uh, people were traveling sick because they knew they needed to get yeah. home. Like It was like everybody was traveling then, which was the problem. So then... People started carrying that shit, you know? It just became a whole big thing. Oh, you know what's funny, though, is that um, the <laughs> the pilot was giving his announcement, and he went, <coughs> and cleared his throat, you know? Uh-huh. And the whole plane, like, <gasps> is he okay to fly? <laughs> Everyone was panicked. Oh, like, oh my, my God. God. I can never clear my throat again in public. And then um, they were like, okay, guys, don't panic. We have Brent up here. We've got, uh, let's see, Margarita's in the back. Uh-huh. And then we all turned around. But it wasn't Margarita's. It was a flight attendant named Margarita. And we're like, this is just a mess. This is not the margarita we want or need right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. But um, but then getting home and then being out of New York for 10 days, it's like I came back like after the apocalypse. It was so bizarre. And uh, you know, it's just it's just scary. What do you have to say about people that claim that this was all um nonsense and that there's no such thing as oh the pandemic people and, the, the pandemic yeah. people oh my god those are the people that call people sheep for using mainstream media and like making up their own mind but then they make up their decisions on a disease that has frozen the world based on a youtube video you know what i mean like yeah. one thing for example i saw i saw some girl posted it from my hometown from where i went to high school with actually not like my hometown venezuela but she posted on Facebook something like, oh, you, you think that the CARES Act just came out? No, the CARES Act was actually came out in 2019. That means 
that the government has been tricking you all along. And it got like four likes, but it had like six shares, which means that six people shared it to their friend. And so they're fucking seeing it. And you know how this shit spreads. And that's like literally one quick Google search found that this CARES Act that she was talking about wasn't even the right CARES Act. It was the Autism CARES Act. It just happens to have the word cares in it. And, and like the date that she named is like an important date for that act. It's like, man, if you quickly just Google this thing, like it would pretty much unravel. And the doctor that, that they talk about in the documentary is apparently kind of a nut job. So it all kind of like falls apart. So it just kills me inside, man. It just kills me inside. Because it's not even like a political yeah. thing. It's It's just like a... You know, you wouldn't make up your mind in something real important based on a YouTube video. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, if so, why? I think some of those people are in our fraternity. Oh, oh yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and that, part of me thinks to myself, like, like if this was all made up and this was a, just a hoax to tamper with elections, then why do they have dead bodies on a forklift getting thrown into these refrigerator trucks? Right, you know, right, New right. York, and, and why are they pulling these, like, naval ships? And, you know, it's, I mean, it was crazy. Well, because it's a lot um, easier to say, and not to get political, but it's a lot easier to go ahead and, and say that this is happening than to say, hey, is it possible the President of the United States just didn't react quick enough to get our shit back in the boat? You know what I mean? Like, is it possible <laughs> that maybe the guy just fumbled it and, you know, we could have probably gotten been a lot better off if he would have just moved, you know? But I don't know. How is um, um, everyone in your, you know, your circle and, you know, all your close friends and your family, everyone's good, everyone's healthy? Yeah, everyone's been really, really good, to be honest. Like, I can't... Now, anytime... Because I, I know that you mentioned uh, uh, a while back that you've been having really bad migraines. The moment you had your first headache, where you're like, oh, my God, I'm dying. Well, Fuck this. God damn it. The thing is, like, for my first migraine, like, really bad one, I think I was, like, maybe, like, 17 or 18 years old. But if you Google a lot of the symptoms of, like, a bad migraine, it is literally, you know, your 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 left side can go numb. Your fingertips can go numb. Your, you can, your face can go numb. You have to start having a little blindness, trouble breathing, and on top of the intense he- head pain. But it's very similar to, like, the symptoms of a heart attack, you know? <laughs> so not yeah. having a clue what the fuck a migraine was, I was like, oh, my God, I'm dying. Like, here it is. Take me, Jesus. Take the wheel. But now, now I know what it is. The problem was I had basically, um, it was like this awful combination, according to the doctor I saw, that was basically a migraine that wouldn't go away, but also a bunch of cluster headaches in the back of my head. So, which basically is just like like little headaches that on their own, that probably wouldn't be that painful. But since they're all little clusters all around, it just leads to this crazy intense pain. And that was going up and down. It starts basically from like the middle of the back of your head and it goes all the way down your neck. And then meanwhile, I had on regular so migraine. Like air going. pockets? What is this? How do you get rid of that? Um, there's different things that they, I mean, they, they, they got prescribed me to some shit. And then, but also you can do like little massages and, you know, like icing it or putting, you said, if I take a hot shower, let the water in. There's nothing really you can particularly do. You can take things for it. You can, you know, but. You, you just, tell your girlfriend, you say, hey, Julie, the doctor said that I need um, foot massages regularly. So the, the, the doctor you, said the way to get rid of them. You know. 
the, the doctor said the way to get rid of them is just oral sex. So I'm sorry, gotta gotta get. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one I have here. It's quarantine, so sorry, babe. Get on your knees with them double D's, girl. Come on now. Is that, is that what you said? Yep. Like, just like that. <laughs> but basically, oh like it was, it was two weeks of that shit, and and just one day though, like just like that, like I mean, the cluster, the, the migraines went away after like maybe like eight days, but then I was stuck with a cluster headache for a couple of days. And then one day so I just woke days, up and I felt good. You're sensitive to light too, right? So you're basically in a dark room for over a week. Yeah, but eventually the thing is, to be creative, I need to use my computer and I need to edit content and I need to do a bunch of things and write. And, and so the first like two days, I, I was very, very good about being in a dark room and not, you know, and not stress myself. But I know then eventually I tried working out one day, which made things worse. And then I tried to use the computer, and then I was on my cell phone, which made things worse. So eventually, like, I definitely, sure, I aggravated things by being stupid and stubborn, you know? So next time I have something like that, I'm definitely just going to shut off for a couple of days. <laughs> you know what? I was getting headaches, not to that extent, but I started taking this medicine. So I think... Um, I feel like we've talked about this on the podcast in the past, but I'm so paranoid that I'm going to lose all my hair. And my hair started to fall out. Now, um, I remember thinking that my mom's dad was bald. And then we, we actually talked about it recently. And she was like, no, he wasn't. She, there's no baldness in the family. I was like, what? I think that before he passed away, maybe he, his hair got a little thin, but... Um, he was ill and that's probably what happened, but, um, uh, she was like, you know, everyone in the family has like lots of hair. I don't know what you're talking about, but what happens is I get so stressed. You know, some I, people was get so stressed say, I was going to say, I was going to say stress. Their, yep. Some people get so stressed. They, you know, talk about their feelings. Yep. Well, I don't do that. Good God. No, no. My hair falls out. So, uh, it was like falling out a little bit here and there. And I know I talked to you about it, but then before I went to LA, I was just so stressed about all sorts of things that it was like coming out in clumps, like in patches. Wow. And I was like, this is awful. So um, uh, I, I got this this medication called HIMS. Okay. Um, but not for boners, just for hair. Because <laughs> okay. I think HIMS also does sure. like boner pills. So I was like, let me see this. And so it's supposed to um, affect your testosterone level so that you, you I guess, uh, either stop with male pattern, like baldness, or it... it um, Helps maybe even regrow some hair. Right. So I started taking that, and um, then I then I when I came back from LA, I, I got uh, an appointment with a dermatologist, and they gave me some shampoo um, to use. And now my hair is growing back, and I'm like, I don't know if I need this medicine or not. I'm not sure if this was even helping, but now I'm afraid that if I stop taking it, my hair is going to start, out. start I guess falling off. And now it's a vicious cycle, and then that's how that's how I they know. keep you hooked forever, though. You know. You know, it's just one little pill a day, but I thought, you know, I, I guess it can't hurt, but what it does hurt is um, when um, when I first started taking it for about a month, I had these like really awful headaches. And if I skip a day and I'm like, oh shit, and I take a pill the next day, um, that headache comes back. That's how I know I've forgotten to take a pill that day. I don't know why, but I was reading these side effects and apparently migraines are side effects of this uh, HIMSS medication. Right. I don't know. So... We will see, but damn. That's crazy. Like every time I had a headache, I was like, I'm dying. Fucking Corona. It jumped up my goddamn ass. <laughs> yeah, Fuck no, right? And it's, and it's almost like a thing. You don't want to tell anybody. It's like, oh, I have these awful headaches. Because it also got oh. to the point of craziness where for a while, every symptom that you had, it was like, oh, you have Corona. Like everything you Googled, Corona, Corona, Corona. 
Of course. You know, I just got a antibody test yesterday. Oh, yeah? Um, I haven't got the results yet. I think getting back this at the login, I went to urgent care and uh, it's really easy. You know, you, you uh, um, go online and you can stake out your spot. So my appointment yesterday was at 4.22 p.m., which sounds bizarre, but I waited outside at like, you know, 4.15. At 4.22, they were on it. I- Old school Chris went to get an antibody test. Old school Chris shut up at 4.15. It was all going great until old school Chris realized one thing. He's still a loser. Watch old Chris become new Chris again in Old School Chris, the sequel, rated PG-13. It sounds bizarre, but it's a sequel, stupid. And then, you know, New York is crazy crowded, but they were on it. I was in and out within just a few minutes. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping that I have antibodies because when I came back from L.A., um, about a couple days later, I had a fever for like two or three days uh, and some sweats. And, you know, that was pretty much it. Someone else on staff with me in our L.A. shop was out a few days prior with a fever, but nothing as severe, no coughing like what they say on TV. Uh, so when I, I um, called my doctor and then did some like telemedicine and they were like, don't leave your house, just stay home and drink like Robitussin or like, you know, uh, NyQuil and just, you know, hope for the best. And if it gets worse, call us. Yep. And I thought, oh man, I really don't want to get, you know, I don't, I don't want, I don't want a ventilator. That's scary. But um, uh, everything was fine. But in the back of my mind, I'm always like, I wonder if I was sick with Corona and didn't know it, you know. So, and I'm not gonna lie, Nyquil hope- is my best friend. Like with my with my migraines those like, last last couple of weeks, I literally like probably had Nyquil like probably an entire week in a row. Because <laughs> yeah. eventually, it just I just couldn't fall asleep. It, it hurt so bad that it was like, okay, something has to give, and it has, you know, like uh, Nyquil has acetaminophen. Uh, which you need for migraines and things like that. So I was like, okay, close enough here. Let me get some sleep. But that's scary too, though, because it's like I'm glad it went away because some people have these chronic headaches that last for up to like a month or sometimes even more. Yeah. So I was like, man, like I don't want to get addicted to NyQuil. Like that's such a lame drug to like, you know, it's like it's NyQuil. <laughs> what a lame drug. You know what? When I was in school, this was a long time ago, like, it was cool to have, like, a minor, I guess, coke problem in high school that that, that meant that you were popular and wealthy, you know? Yeah, I was going to um, say you have money. In my case, <laughs> I, I, um, I had a laxative addiction, and I couldn't go um, poo-poo without a handful of laxatives, and that wasn't anything to brag about in the locker room, let me tell you. So, um, I remember, <laughs> I remember um, my mom took me to the doctor, so we did a... Uh, a colonoscopy to figure out what was going on with my insides. And I remember uh, um, her going out in the hallway and me talking to the doctor and being like, okay, I'll level with you. This is kind of embarrassing. Um, But I spent all the money I made mowing lawns all summer on laxatives. The goal was not to do that. The goal was to buy the latest Mortal Kombat game for Nintendo 64. But one thing led to another and I'm hooked on these fucking X-lax, like, you know, Whatever. So, uh, uh, you know, addictions are a crazy thing. Wow. It could be NyQuil. It could be laxatives. It could be um, exercise. You never know. Yeah, I mean. Addictions out there. That's true. At least, but at least exercise is a good one, you know, like get jacked. But 
laxatives. Does that make you feel better? You know, being a, a hooked on NyQuil. I mean, that sucks. But I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna go chuck some NyQuil like, right I have now. A laxative addiction. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you imagine going to like an NA? You know, meeting and being like, "Hi, I didn't know where to go. Um, see, I, you know, I, I sympathize with your crack and heroin addiction. Yes, that sounds horrible. But let me tell you this: I have a, a, a debilitating addiction to um, chocolate X lax. <laughs> uh, so, if you guys <laughs> would like to <laughs> jump in on this, uh, you know, I, I, it's, it's just um, embarrassing. I don't know. What, well, actually, know speaking uh, of, speaking of things like that, since you've been in quarantine, and uh, don't mind if I throw this out there have you been able to uh keep up with your botox or anything like that or are you are you oh. are you melting you know like <laughs> you <laughs> like know, the wizard of us <laughs> so so when they started so the place i go to when they started to open things back up um they said that they were doing like uh appointments um uh very spread out so they had enough time to like sand to like disinfect before and after every patient and so i reached out and they had to do this um this online like screening this to say whether or not i've had symptoms recently if anyone in my apartment has been sick or whatnot you know Mm -hmm. and uh because i've been working for the last month i'm not quarantined i I haven't been quarantined for a month because i I go on the train every day to go to work oh yeah and you know we're, we're cranking out eye exams and whatnot so um because i'm not quarantined uh they they wouldn't uh, allow me to come in and I thought to myself well my lips are so important to me like I should just lie but I could never because you, I don't know what kind of germs I'm bringing home from work I don't know you know so well you know people lie on uh, that shit for sure like if people need sure stuff do, like but. that's what actually scares me about like states opening up early because it's like if for the people that really need the money like they'll say yeah I, I feel fine and then go work in a restaurant or something and then cough in my goddamn soup and then here I am here we are again kind of scary <laughs> oh you know what's so scary is when you're on the train have you been on the train yet not since the whole thing actually the the last time i was on the train was like maybe like the first or second day where it all started i went to record a podcast at the qed astoria copping with comics oh yeah you did your donald voice wait do a little donald for us uh, what do you mean okay it's just it's just me okay it's not it's not oh, a well. voice it's just the president of the united states Okay, believe me. Yep. Guess who's got a boner now? And once you're done with that, make sure uh, make sure you talk to my lawyer, okay? And then we'll set something up. <laughs> Can't talk about it to anybody else though, okay? Don't worry. Was part like like I I don't wish harm on other people. I don't think I do. I don't think I'm that evil. But part of me was I don't want to think it's wishful thinking, but part of me was just wondering like what if uh, President Trump and Mike Pence got sick because they weren't, they haven't been wearing masks. Right. So I, I, you know, anyone that has kids, I don't want anybody to get sick, you know, but, but I did wonder, like, I wonder how that would change history. You know, if, if, if this bat flu took out President Trump, it's still weird for me to even say President Trump. Cause I used to like, I used to watch the uh, apprentice. Yeah. Can you believe that, man? Jesus Christ. Now this week, on Simo's Thoughts. I don't know if Mike Pence has ever sucked a dick, but I guarantee a man has sucked his dick. <laughs> I would put money on that. He looks like the type that's got his, you know, he's got boys slobbing knobs left and right. Oh, I, th- sure. I think that, you know. Now back to your regular scheduled programming. Remember the Kelsey Grammer thing I sent you a couple days ago? The, I, I remember I sent it to you the other day. 
where he what happened? <laughs> Wait, no, that's totally the wrong name. What's the politician's name? Oh, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. No, Kelsey Graham is the actor. Duh. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah that was, I was like, what? Lindsey Graham. Oh, about the ladybug. Yeah, man. The, was, he, was that a real article or was that just um? I like, think a, that's satire. like the new talk in town. It's like a commonly known thing. And behind the scenes that he has these male younger men that come over and do things. So... I don't know. I don't want to get sued, but that's the word on the street. We're just reading it here, so don't come after us. And did you hear about the case uh, that I recently saw that the Trump administration was trying to argue that this uh, Christian adoption center had the right to ban gay couples from having kids? Which, honestly, being a religious organization, I would usually totally get. But the fact is, this adoption center is uh, taxpayer-funded. Which means they don't have the right. I think that you know when people hear the word "gay," I wonder. I wonder, you know, conservatives what they think. Do they just think that like we're snorting poppers like four in the morning every night, covered in glitter, and like you know, dancing to share? You know what I mean? I, I like. I don't know. I understand. Do they not realize that most gay men statistically are very successful? Um, it's not like um, it's, it's not like we have uh, responsibilities like other mouths to feed because it's kind of hard for us to make babies. So if we're going to actually commit to adoption and potentially, you know. Uh, buy a kid like it's like we've thought about it <laughs> and we're prepared you know I'm, I mean? I'm pretty sure you can't get a, a you can adopt a kid when you call it buying a kid <laughs> but that's what you're doing excuse me i like to uh, i like to buy that one please <laughs> it's like whoa whoa, whoa. It really, it's it's like you're basically buying a kid it really is it's uh, on average it's about 30 plus thousand dollars to adopt a kid Damn. and uh, uh and the, you know the prices are always going up and um you, you know, it's you remember back in the day. Oh, they're gonna get mad at me for saying this, but you know, back in the day, um, the, uh, I think that in China you were only allowed to have one baby. Yeah, yeah, they just they, recently they, changed this. They recently changed it, and so and everyone wanted a boy, and so they used to throw out the baby girls. Did you hear that? Yeah, no. And the problem with that though is that now China's a big sausage fest. One person's trash is another person's tax write-off, if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, right. You know, so like, John Oliver actually know. did a, a big a, a report on this whole thing. And, and literally, it's like, now like women are completely outnumbered in China. And you basically look at the... You have these like sloppy, fat bachelors running around China <laughs> with no women in oh, tight. Oh, my gosh. So they they basically like go to classes and do all these ridiculous things to give them an edge on the competition you know what i mean like basically go to classes to learn how to woo girls and things like that so check it out check it out it's on the john oliver show you know my uh, my friend back in the day my, my my old roommate you know rest in peace he um uh my my best friend charlie is actually gonna be his um one year anniversary from when he passed away last year so um i think next week so um uh when we lived together you know i used to always go to the pet store any pet store. I couldn't walk past the pet store without going in and like, you know, playing with all the pets. And he would say, you know, it's like you're giving all the animals false hope. I'm like, so what? He's like, you, you wouldn't go to a, like an orphanage and browse. And I was like, why wouldn't I? Why not? It's a lot of money. 
and he's like, are you serious? Yeah, I'm fucking serious. It's a lot of fucking money. So if I'm going to dish out 30 grand for a kid, I want to make sure that that kid's parents have a high IQ. And, uh, you know, this kid is going to buy me that summer house I always wanted, you know? Um, I feel like you would show up to a... To, to an adoption center and to play a kid and, and get him to love you and then tell him you're going to go back for cigarettes and be right back and never show up again. <laughs> <laughs> Pack your stuff, Billy. You're coming home with me. Oh, actually, I'll be right back. And <laughs> I'd be like, um, the, the length of this kid's legs, um, I'm sorry, the, the ratio from the waist to the feet compared to the waist to the top of the head, I just, I don't know. Is, do you think this is potential model material? I'm sorry. I just have a reputation. Oh, wow. Is that a hair lip? That's an Cost thirteen thousand. No, 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 no. I feel like I feel like if I adopted a kid, if I I feel like if I adopted a kid, I would want to adopt one that is ironically the complete opposite of me. So maybe like he could be like six foot eight, like you know, like Chinese or black, anything. And I think it'd be kind of fun in like a weird, ironic way. You know what I mean? Like sit around on the playground with other parents and look at the six foot eight kid, and then I'll be the one with the six foot eight Chinese black kid with the five foot eight venezuelan dad <laughs> i'll be like that's my son it's like what yeah bitch that's my son <laughs> plus it'll be fucking sweet if on top of being six eight he was super super strong you know because then he can carry me around like in those like baby things you know what i mean looks like baby carriages the chest ones and then he'd be great we can be buddies. <laughs> Have you seen um like on on like Maury? Was it Maury? 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 How do you say, how you pronounce his name? I don't Maury? know. I actually have never known that. So I try to not speak about him. But if other people is, bring it up, then I'm like, Yorker? oh yeah, him. Yeah, totally. I love the show. Is he a New Yorker? I don't know why that matters. I just feel like New Yorkers say things differently. You know, like in New York, um, how do you say the word drawer? Oh, I say drawer. Yeah, me too. But, you know, in New York, they say drawa. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> it's Dra. two syllables. Dra. Drawa. Dra. <laughs> it sounds like you're having a fucking brain aneurysm. But they also they also say, uh, you know, like Mario, like Super Mario. They say Mario, which right there is some shit because it ain't no Mario. It's Mario. No, my, my coworker says that, you know, where I come from, you know, I grew up in, in, in Baltimore. So in Baltimore, we would say, Mary, Mary, Mary. So we would say, Merry Christmas. My friend's name is Mary, and she's going to go marry so-and-so, you know. But in New York, it's, it's um, uh, you marry someone, you, you, you have a friend named Mary, and then you can say Merry Christmas. So it's it's like three different pronunciations of the same. It's just bizarre. You know, everyone's like, New York is so wonderful. I'm like, ah, uh, it's a fucking cesspool of germs. It's basically an incubator for disease. It's it's it is the um uh mecca of the coronavirus. So like people are like, New York's so wonderful. The, the yeah. energy, the energy, it's called cocaine. It's not great. New York is a dump. Yeah, but I, I love it. Like, it's it's my dump, you know what I mean? It's like I feel like even though it is it is stinky in some places and, you know, sometimes hobos freak me out and I saw this rat that has gotten way too close to me on several occasions on the subway before. Oh my God. Uh, I love it. Whenever I go perform there, it's there's nothing like it, man. Like, I feel like, I don't know. There's You just get this rush of, like... Okay, this is the, this is where fucking dreams are made, man. Well, the, I I brought up Mari a moment ago because I watched an episode of Mari one time with this girl. She had a baby and panicked because she didn't know she was pregnant. I'm like, how do you fucking not know you're pregnant? Yeah, right. Um, but she had she had what she thought was a turd, but it ended up being like 
a baby, um, and then she put it in a trash can. Get out. And I thought to myself, I wish I was at that trash can at that moment, because that would have saved me (laughs) $30,000. It's funny, you know, you put someone in the trash, you know, uh, and um, I don't know if I if I pull the baby out of the trash, I'm I'm going to jail. But you know, people pick through my trash and grab water bottles and stuff. And, <laughs> I don't you know, think it's the same thing. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's the same thing here at all. <laughs> Whatsoever. I don't know. Just saying. <laughs> what can you do, Jesus? Um, but by the so, way, uh, have you been watching any shows or anything? Have you been able to binge watch anything while you've been? Carlos, I don't even want to say it. I don't even. Oh God, what are you been watching? I'm so embarrassed to tell you. What are you been watching? I'm so embarrassed. Like I've been watching Vampire Diaries, and a couple of nights ago, um, I I was inconsolable, uh, just crying because oh one God. of my favorites died. But um, <laughs> it's okay. He came back. Well, of course he, he did. He's, he's undead. He's a vampire. You don't, you don't kill off a vampire. I, but the end of the season, I was like, oh, my God, I was a wreck. A wreck. And I was so embarrassed. I couldn't talk to him on the phone. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, my love interest just died. And, like, what am I going to do with my future? Like, that was, you know, that's what I fantasize about is, you know, I'm, 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 I'm forever, you know, a, a 14-year-old little girl, you know, trapped inside a, um, a beautiful young man's body. Uh, so what, what have you been... <laughs> <laughs> what what have you been watching? Well, I checked out this show called Upload recently, which was created by It's on Netflix? It's on uh Amazon Prime actually. It's created by Greg Daniels who worked on The Office, Simpsons, Parks and Rec, King of the Hill and some other stuff. Oh nice. And basically it's set in like the pretty near future and the premise is that basically there is a like a new program that is invented that when you die when you're right about to die, you know that you're about to die, they can upload your consciousness into this, essentially this program, and you live in like... Oh, yeah, like I think I saw previews of this. Dude, so good. And it like, it's, it's actually kind of a fun show. It's kind of freaky because you start looking at it. It's like, man, this is not far off. And I do believe where they've been talking about doing stuff like this, which is called like whole brain emulation. Look it up. Super interesting stuff. But it's a really fun show. I, I We binge watched the shit out of that. Is it funny? It's like, it's almost like a dark comedy, but it's also kind of interesting because, I mean, the guy that dies is a younger guy. So then it kind of starts going a little deeper than just like, he, you know, he didn't just die of natural causes, you know, so you kind of start going into that web. So it's it's interesting, but it's funny and it's kind of charming. And it's kind of sad. And it's there's a lot of, there's a lot to it. Another one I just finished watching, and this one's on Netflix, is the Jeffrey Epstein one, Filthy Rich. And that show oh. literally should just be called White People with Money. White people it's with just- money. <laughs> What people with money? It's like every time. I mean, it's like four or five episodes. But if you watch it, it's it's essentially you you you, they interview some of the survivors, some of the victims, and um, basically you get really excited. It's like okay, we got this son of a bitch, and you have this cop like getting like yeah, we have all this evidence, and then all of a sudden it's like boom, what people with money? He gets off. He gets off, and it just happens over and He gets over. off, and they know what he does when he gets off. He gets off. He gets off, um, yeah. yeah. Why? Because what people with money? What people with money? And then you see, the, I, I, you see the properties that this man had, and it's like the craziest yeah. shit. He lived in a paradise, like having these crazy, weird, like, orgies almost. It's like, I don't know. It's like, 
White people with money, man. White people with money. <laughs> so there's a lot of celebrities and, and like politicians associated with Epstein. Was it like Bill Clinton, like a friend? And yeah, suppose. I, I mean, know. Trump was also a friend. Uh, I mean, he had a bunch of celebrity friends because he was a bajillionaire, you know. But he made his money by basically stealing a bunch of it from people, and no uh, one, no one seemed to care. You know, no one seemed to ask him. No one seemed to, you know, it was just kind of like. At the time, it, it wasn't necessarily out in the public enough where people gave a shit. But even after he was arrested the first time and he got this ridiculous sentence where he was, I think it was like a year or two, but he could get out of jail six out of seven days a week to go to quote unquote work during the day. And, and then at nighttime, he would sleep in the jail. So he got work release and like he got this like right away. So, um, so I mean, he got he after that sentence, which was a joke. No one really stopped hanging out with him, and then now, like after the second time that he went down and all the shit went went to hell, everybody. Wow, he basically got away with murder. What is he a cop? Wow, people with money. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> um, wow, you know, I I don't understand why they never really investigated that more. Like, clearly, he didn't kill himself. And the documentary they touch on that, and it might honestly have just been a thing where that jail was a piece of shit, and the cameras weren't working, and you know, the they it's highly known that there's not a lot of staff there. So while they were looking at like the conspiracy theory aspect, most of them agree that it was like, you know, most likely not he just did it, but it was just such a shitty jail that they just didn't catch it. The guards actually were notorious for falling asleep on duty, especially there. Really? I don't know. Because I feel like I feel like everyone had a motive because if you oh, if you talking, you know, everyone would be fucked. And I was really hoping that everyone would be fucked. I hope he kept a diary somewhere. Well, apparently... Would that be amazing? This, have you heard the group Anonymous before? They usually, like, leak out things. It's like it's like WikiLeaks? Yeah, kind of like that. But they, they, and they, they're mostly like a group of hackers, and yeah, essentially like, kind of oh. like WikiLeaks, but they, sometimes they put out messages and they wear these cool masks, and honestly, it's kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> kind of cool. But anyways, I saw recently that they leaked out this paperwork and it was a court document actually and it was accusing donald trump and epstein of uh of doing inappropriate things with an underage kid so i but then that thing is like is this real you know what i mean like i I don't know you never know and that's like i mean because obviously anybody can make that but there is a ton of these crazy sexual abuse allegations tied up in court it's like what if it is real it wouldn't shock me man maybe who knows? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I don't know. And again, we have no idea about whether this is true or not. We are just reporting on what we are seeing being released. So please, don't sue us. Why people with money? Remember, he was all about like um, he, he was all about uh, deporting immigrants, and I was like, you know, your your wife. Yeah, right. Awkward. I think that's an no, excuse. Like, he hey. just wanted he just wanted to return her. Say, oh, sorry, baby. <laughs> it's the law, okay? Just gotta send you home. Hey, there's nothing <laughs> I can do. You know, I um, okay. I, I wonder I, I feel like it's a loveless marriage and I feel like, you know, once his his term is up, whether or not he gets reelected, I'm not sure, but but if he doesn't get reelected, um then uh, if she were to leave him, she's going to have a multi-billion dollar book deal. 
Let me tell you, I just hope she doesn't write it. I hope that she has someone else write it because the poor thing is a mess. <laughs> yeah. But um, um, and I hope and I hope she also doesn't. Uh, I hope she also doesn't do the book on tape. She also just has hire somebody to read it. Because <laughs> yeah, can you know, imagine, right? like December thirty two, nineteen ninety nine, I saw Donald naked today for the very first time. And say, oh no, I hate this. I hate this. Let's let's fast forward through this. I love that the Rock. Uh, indirectly called out Trump recently because, you know, about the Black Lives Matter protests and all these things, you know, he basically asked in this very powerful video, you know, where is our leader now? You know, like you have all these things happening. You have all this social He was in the bunker. Yep, he's in a bunker. And, you know, uh, I was just testing it out, folks, okay? The fucking, really at 11.30 at night, (laughs) you were testing out the bunker at 11.30 at night. That's that's the time that you decided, I'm going to test out this bunker, okay? Believe me. No! I talked to a friend the other day, and um, uh, it's actually a coworker. She's like, I haven't been in the city. You know, it's so scary. I see on the news how how horrible it is, and came and walked down the street and I was like, what? No. I mean, there's been some looting, you know, which is unfortunate, you know, that comes with the territory of the protest, you know, it maybe, you know, stop killing black people, then people won't loot. And, you know, it's pretty, it sounds pretty simple to me, but, um, um, you know, hold cops accountable or hold anybody accountable for it. Right. Like but, if everybody but, um, just got but, uh, accountable to the same laws, we probably wouldn't be in this pickle, you know. Uh, but uh, I have to say, to all my friends out there who are scared to protest. Now, I understand it's scary to leave the house because we've been in the pandemic and we've been told not to. So, I mean, that's right. understandable. But I can tell you that when I when I was um, just this past Sunday, um, when I went to the protests, you know, I'm as far away from people as I want to be. So I kept six feet away from me and I wore a mask. Uh, I guess in New York, you have to. And if someone broke a mask like one person ahead of me their like string broke on their on their ear loop mm-hmm. and someone ran up and like hey here's an extra so people were handing out free masks they're handing out water bottles uh, people were going around spraying suntan lotion on those of us who had like pink shoulders you know it was uh it really was like beautiful sense of community it was yeah uh, that sounds nice uh, interesting because everyone that protests was respectful uh we were prepared um you know, it was it was lovely to watch. And then I look on the sidelines and I see all these cops and none of them had masks on. And uh, I was like, wow, this is, uh, this right. is interesting. You know, um, I, I don't mean to get too political by any means, but I have to say that I think that protesting can be a beautiful thing. And, and I was really impressed. With, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I have everything. I have liked, you know, that's I really have liked seeing the amount of love and and. And positivity that has come out of this awful, awful incident, which was the George Floyd and all these other, you know, because America, I feel like, is is kind of at a tipping point. And so I I have liked that there have been many people who have decided to just shut up and listen to, you know, the plight of the black community. And at the same time, I have been seeing more people stand up for others and start arguing with you know their racist friends whether it's on social media or not to tell them they're being ignorant which they used to probably be quite about and to the point you know with, with if you're scared to protest there are other means of things that you can do whether it's staying informed you know just something as simple as that can help you know you can donate to the black life matters movement you can donate to the innocence I've been project money for you can donate to victims families yeah. exactly so you know you don't necessarily need to be out there uh you know for example if you have a loved one at home that is that is susceptible to covid totally understandable so that being said i have liked 
uh, the solidarity. What, another cool thing I saw that Michael Jordan and his uh, uh, Jordan brand are donated a hundred million dollars over Holy ten years shit. to organizations for racial equality and justice, which is yeah. fucking awesome. Like, talk about putting your money wow. where your mouth is. So, oh, I just I mean, joined uh, Twitter. Oh, you seen it? Okay, yeah, followers, yeah. listen. I'm on. Tw- I I tweeted, um, and I I don't quite understand what I'm doing. Um, I I know how to retweet pretty well. Um, I got into my first Twitter arguments because this, um, well, well, let's just call her Karen. Karen uh, complained about um, a peaceful vigil because it um, was inconvenient to her and her dog walking path to the river. So um, uh, she was very upset and I was very upset with her reaction and I got blocked by my first Twitter person. Look at that. I've never been blocked. Well, I cool. feel like an influencer. I use my power for good. <laughs> and Karen hates me, and I hate her. And before we get out of here, make sure you check out my good buddy Simo on Twitter at Seymour Comedy and myself at Carlos Does World. And also check out my YouTube page at tiny.cc slash Carlos Does the World. And you can see some new content I've been putting out with my good buddy Barack Ziv. Another hilarious comedian from New York. Also, make sure you check out our amazing sponsor, The Moon Life Clothing. Their stamp out yeah. racism design yeah. at The Moon Life Clothing's uh, Instagram, Facebook, website, you name it. All their proceeds are split between Black Lives Matter and The Innocence Project. So check it yes. out. Great cause. Yes. Great stuff. So, but anyways, on that mucho note, gusto. Oh, gracias, señorcito. Ojalá que tengas un pendejo día y si me necesitas, lo que tienes que hacer es meterte el dedito en el culito y te haces así. Okay, so, um, uh, Carlos, I miss you, man. I can't wait to we can do this in person again. And to all our listeners, I hope everyone's safe and, and you know, I hope that you're not. Well, I don't know. I like not wearing pants for this. This is quite fantastic. So I don't know. I, I'm gonna get used uh, to listeners, it. Listeners, he's lying. He's I'm never like, wearing pants. I'm always like, please put some fucking pants on. Whatever. <laughs> please put some pants on and stop being a goddamn bat suit. And I uh, motion to adjourn. And me and my sweaty balls. Right. Second. So we're out of here. See ya. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.